You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Guys, Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here on Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Guess what day it is? It's Friday. Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. I almost thought you were gonna say Hump Day because we are actually recording this on Wednesday, Dak Day, which is Hump Day. Guess what day? I, I did kind of a like mashup of both concepts. I really. I really respect whatever advertising executive approved that original commercial because it's just internet gold and it's become a part of my culture. Well, and also when Dirk Nowitzki did it too. Even so better. that was great. Um, so it is not only hump day on the day we were recording, Friday the day you were listening, but DAC day was this week, July 15th, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, came and went no deal was done. Meg. Every time I hear Dak Day, all I can think of is Draft Day by Drake, which is about Johnny Manziel. And uh, Dak Day and the result of Johnny Manziel's career are both equally disappointing. I'm just glad that Johnny Manziel didn't end up with a star on his helmet like I thought was a very legitimate possibility there for a hot second. Yeah, um... Luckily, they did the right thing and picked us up some Zach Martin because, good Lord, if we're worried about people being head cases. No offense, all you Aggies. I'm sure he was great in college, but uh, where he at now? So it's funny you say that because I actually definitely was Johnny Manziel for Halloween one year. Money Manziel, <laughs> Johnny Football. And, um, I've got to stop wearing, I've got to stop doing the whole like sports theme football costumes when I go out for Halloween, because I have this, Yeah, that's a theme you have going on, honestly. It really is. And it's, it's like, I, I feel really proud of myself. Like I, I love Halloween. I'm a creative person, but I'm not the most creative person when it comes to like costuming, if you will. So whenever I come up with like a sports one, I think I'm, I'm really proud of myself basically. And uh, it turns out like half the people get it and half the people don't, which is to be expected because like people are like drunk in a bar and they're like, are you a DeMarco Murray Eagles fan? And I'm like, no, I am DeMarco Murray with cable. Get it? And they're like, but the people who get it are your people. I know, but I just feel like it's asking a lot when <laughs> you're going out on a holiday a beverage-induced holiday 
And I just don't, maybe I don't, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit for. But Kelsey, honestly, we do it for the gram. So it's fair. It's fine. As long as you can explain it in the caption, you're good to go. It gets the people going. It gets the people going. Yeah. And maybe um, you can trick Eagles fans into buying you shots or something. Like it's a thing. Hey, listen, you know, I, we're on the street is they're not that intelligent. So that probably wouldn't be that <laughs> difficult to do. Ooh. Um, well, Got him. the other thing that I feel like is not that intelligent is the concept of the Cowboys not locking up Dak in a long-term deal. Dude, I, I'm, I'm saying yeah, man, I can't. I, the best way I can describe it, not that I expected a deal to happen today because, you know, if you're, if you're plugged in um, and you're following the, the right people, people like the James Laters of the world, which we do have her on the show today. Super exciting. She dropped a Janie bunch Slates. of knowledge. Yeah. Janie Slate's in the house. Stay tuned for that interview. It's gold. Um, but yeah, I didn't really expect a deal to happen, but I, I, I feel like the, 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 that meme with the woman who looks look really confused and she's got all those like X's and O's and like, it's not, an equation. Yeah. Like I'm trying <laughs> to figure out why a deal didn't happen. Like I understand it didn't happen, but I can't wrap my mind around like why, um, especially from even plus house. Todd France equals no deal. <laughs> a mathematical, uh, anomaly. How's that? But needless to say, I all these X's and O's, and all I want to know is why. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. I'm sorry, but that was a good one. A mechanism has appeared. Drink. <laughs> it may be 10 o'clock on a Friday, but drink. <laughs> yeah, if it's water, hydrate. If it's uh, Irish coffee, you're my people. Yeah, listen, we're both Irish here. It's fine. Like, we endorse this message. <laughs> Honestly, if, if you are with a liquor establishment and you want to sponsor us and send us some Baileys for our shows or, like, Claws, we're open. The DMs Not are, above it. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do a happy hour edition of this for you, for, for you. Not power hour, though. Not power hour. I learned what that was the other day. That was fun. Good times. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, again, um, that deal did not happen. I think for me, I was a bit, you know, confused at first. Um, not because I didn't think it was – I thought it was going to happen, but just to me it made sense, you know. Uh, obviously, from the Cowboys' perspective, if you look at some of the numbers that are at play, he's going to get paid either with you now that you haven't locked him into a long-term deal or with someone else. So – uh, the next I kind of thought it would get done just because, like, it should get done. But then I remembered who I'm dealing with. Right. <laughs> and I thought better of it. So yeah. I guess I'm not all that surprised, but I'm very bummed. Right. And so, you know, he's going to make $31.4 million this year on the tag. Next year, 2021, they'll have to most likely – it's something they're going to have to look into tagging him again which would be 37.7 because they have to lock him in for the tenure of being able to even negotiate with him. So that's two years on the tag. Um, Nets out to be about like 34 a year in total for the next two years. If he did another tag in year 2022, it'd be 54.26. 
Uh, you'll hear it in a minute. Janie Slate doesn't think that's a possibility, but let's just play for the hypothetical purposes. That does happen. That's 123 million on the tag at 41.1 million a year. So the number of 40 that was initially scoffed at, you know, when this whole thing kind of began is not necessarily out of the picture anymore. And now that the market is, is moving towards uh, bigger and bigger numbers as it always does. Um, I'm just saying they could have added a few mil and just made a year number with it and then signed a piece of paper. Well, it looks like he might be getting the money that he was looking for to begin with, whether it's from this team or not. So um, I, lots of stuff and interesting factors at play. We had the pleasure of having Jane Slater, NFL Network reporter, queen of the football. And uh, she came on our show, chatted with us about some of the topics, some of the things that she's hearing from her sources. She got to speak with Dak himself and uh, Todd France. So I think um, I'm going to stop even going into all my uh, perspectives because I share a lot of them here with uh, Jane and you next, but interesting conversation to say the least. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really cool to peel back the curtain a little bit. um, Just kind of see what she's been seeing. I feel like my brain, at least I get um, all, all the wild tweets just going back and forth. I'm like, wow, is this a thing when really like, if we just focus on what Jane's been paying attention to, we probably have a better idea of what's going on. So it was definitely a, insightful to have her on it uh, it definitely was indeed well without further ado jane slater nfl network let's boogie hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And joining us now, we have Jane Slater from NFL Network, the queen of football. Hello, Jane. Thanks for joining us. Hi. So glad to have you. I know we've like talked about this for a minute, but we actually have you on the podcast. Three girls talking sports, uh, Cowboys, Dak Prescott, all things contract. Hyped to have you. I am hyped to be with a bunch of girls that know what they're talking about. It's good times. It's good times. Um, so, Jane, let's jump in. Obviously, big news. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so DAC Day. This will go out on Friday, but we obviously want to get some good, quick reactions from you and from Meg and myself. But the Cowboys did not get a long-term deal inked with Dak Prescott today, so that means he's going to be playing on the franchise tag, $31.4 million. Give us your initial thoughts. I think, you know, you've been in the mix. You've been talking to, you know, your sources, parties involved. 
I don't think you were expecting a deal to happen. Can you guys walk us through like what went down and, and why they weren't able to come to a conclusion? All right, this thing was interesting, Kelsey, because leading up to this, I think we were all under the impression that the tone was one of Cowboys are in one corner, Dak Prescott and his camp were in another corner, and there wasn't going to be a lot of meeting in the middle. They'd had over a year to get this done, and I was shocked that after they placed the franchise tag on Dak that there had been no conversations moving this dialogue forward. Um, and even after he signed the franchise tag, I kept checking in, no conversations, moving the dialogue forward. And so last night, I, I mean, I was harassing my sources. Um, you know, I checked in starting on Monday, Tuesday, uh, and then from like nine o'clock, midnight, 530 in the morning, 9am, 12, still nothing. So I thought, wow, uh, you know, Prescott's camp and Todd France are really, you know, playing hardball. Uh, you know, while we had seen Zeke sort of concede at the last minute by Rocky Arsenault picking up the phone and getting a deal done at the 11th hour, we saw that with Demarcus Lawrence and what David Cantor described as a come to Jesus with Stephen Jones. Uh, this was not happening with Dak. Uh, what I was shocked to learn was when we hit the three o'clock deadline, uh, I learned that Dak Prescott actually did pick up the phone. He talked to Stephen Jones. Really? Now, here is where there's three sides to every story. There's the Cowboy side, there's Dak's side, and then there's probably the truth somewhere in the middle. As it was described to me, Dak talked to Stephen Jones, but it was too close up against the deadline. Ed Warder is reporting that somebody within the Cowboys organization, which I've not been able to verify who that would be, reached out to Dak to reach out to Steven and try and get the deal done. And then Todd France facilitated that. Again, I reached out. I haven't been able to clarify when that uh, took place. Um, when he was nudged to reach out to Steven, were they playing chicken? And finally Dak said, all right, let's pick up the phone at two o'clock and try and get this done. What I was told was it was really up against it. Um, I was also told that Steven didn't have a meaningful conversation with Todd France. Dak disputes that. He said Todd France did talk to Steven Jones. So does talking to Steven Jones mean he facilitated the conversation with Steven Jones? I, I don't know. I haven't been able to get clarity on that. Uh, what I do know was Dak told me he did talk to Stephen Jones. He did want to get a deal done. It didn't happen, but he's moving forward. He's grateful to be a cowboy and he's focused on getting a Super Bowl. Something that we've all sort of come to learn and respect about Dak, how well he compartmentalizes a lot of this personal angst and, and stuff off the field he did in college with the death of his mother. We certainly saw him do it with, you know, having to, you know, deal with Tony Romo and, you know, his recovery coming back, not competing for the job and all of the whispers. Is Dak the guy or is Romo the guy? Uh, the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott, the wide receiver and tight end by committee, the loss of Travis Frederick. He's handled it all with grace. Like, you don't hear Dak leaking anything. And I respect that about him. Sean Lee has that same approach. Uh, I think as reporters, you want people talking to you. You obviously want to get all sides. That's not Dak. And Dak didn't try to negotiate this in the media. And quite frankly, the Cowboys really didn't either. Uh, I think some people are under the impression, I just get these text messages from you know the ivory tower and it's like, put out the message. 
that doesn't happen. I'm pretty relentless about badgering people and, and asking questions and, and trying to get to the bottom of things, right? So I reached out to Todd France's agent and, and, and Dak really throughout the last year and a lot today. Uh, Dak wouldn't clarify, but he said that, you know, obviously not everything that was being reported was wholly correct. Uh, but here's what I was told. I was told that the contract that got left on the table was um, a five-year deal, um, 70 million in the first two years. Uh, the average was somewhere between 33 and 35. So that puts him in line with the APY of Russell Wilson. Uh, the guarantee was 110 million. People have asked, okay, well, what was the total guarantee? That's the total guarantee. What's the guarantee that he could expect up front was about 85 to 90. Um, the signing bonus was 50 million. That's what got left on the table. Um, instead, now he's going to play on the 31.4 franchise tag. We don't have to talk about this thing, thank goodness, until next year. Um, and then at, at, at that juncture, we're talking once again, is he going to get franchise tagged? That number would be about 37 million. Is he going to be a free agent and someone's going to pay him? Or the Cowboys going to be able to reach a long-term deal? It will be interesting if the long-term deal takes place because I just know that there really was – some scar tissue here uh, between Todd France, Dak's agent who played a lot of hardball here and the Cowboys that is going to have to be relieved in order for, I think this thing to move forward. I hope that it doesn't affect Dak. I don't think that it will. I just think, like I said, uh, Dak is such a consummate professional, but, and look, you can't control your family members, but Tad Prescott, of course, his brother, uh, you know, frustrated with the way the Cowboys handled it as well. And look, you again, I could argue this thing from Dak's perspective as well as the Cowboys. Right. The Cowboys should have gotten this thing done two years ago. Instead, they played, they paid Demarcus Lawrence, they paid um, Zach Martin, they played Jalen Smith, they paid Ezekiel Elliott two years ahead of time, uh, and then they got Amari Cooper done. And Dak could have held out last training camp and forced them to do a twofer for him and Zeke. He didn't do that. Uh, I, I just think it's unfortunate because he's the one guy that I'd probably like to see get overpaid because he deserves it. And he didn't, but I can also understand the Cowboys perspective that if you overpay all these guys, you're not going to be able to have the sort of roster that's going to help you go win a championship. So I, I get it, but I hate it for him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because I, if you look at the numbers, that's what I'm trying to figure out in my mind too. The tag, if they tag him next year, 2021, which you have to hypothetically assume is a, is a pretty legitimate possibility because they need to be able to take the time to negotiate with him. They can't speak to him until after the season. So let's just, for the sake of an argument, say that tag in 2020, tag 2021, that's 37.7 million. If, if again, for the sake of a hypothetical, if they went ahead and tagged him for a third year, that's 54.2, that nets out to be 123 million at approximately 41 a year which is a number that was kind of tossed out in the way beginning of these conversations. And I think a lot of people scoffed at, but now that could very much be a possibility if they can't come to terms with an actual deal. Um, you talked about it. I don't see them. And I don't see them doing that. I do think what's concerning is the other two quarterbacks that have played on franchise tags with their respective organizations, Drew Brees with the chargers, Kirk cousins uh, with Washington right. didn't get long-term deals done with their organization. And in fact, of the Cowboys who have done these deals, only two of the three uh, got long-term deals that had franchise tags um, themselves. So 
it is going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Like I said, as much as I think Dak is fairly mentally resilient and 31.4 is so much more than the less than five that he's made in his career playing for the Cowboys, there's sort of also a, again, it goes back to the, I've done everything you've asked me. Like, you know, he's had so many, he's had Wade Wilson as an offensive coordinator. He's had, uh, Kellen Moore is his offensive coordinator. Uh, there was one, there's one other one in there. Linehan. Linehan as his offensive coordinator. I mean, he's gone through these machinations of the offense. Uh, you know, you, you, the knock on him was that he was too much of a mobile quarterback. You know, he became a throwing quarterback, put up gaudy numbers and with John Kitten and worked on the mechanics. And, you know, he was the guy that was working on the off season. He's not getting in trouble off the football field. I, I think unfortunately too, like this narrative of, of, of marinating on his numbers and people calling him greedy, which he's like the least greedy guy that I would ever, I would never accuse Dak Prescott of not being a team first guy. I totally agree. And I, I believe that's why he picked up the phone and tried to get this deal done today. That's what's unfortunate about it. Um, I, you know, I think they just played chicken too long. Uh, the Cowboys might've, they've bent before in the past, but I think, like I said, as it was described to me, this was two up against it. Um, again, it's their word versus, the other side. So I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, but because this pandemic and people are losing their jobs, like I think people can't quite understand a guy that hasn't won uh, an NFC championship. He's only won one of the three playoff games he's been to why this guy would turn down this sort of money. And I hear it. I get it. Uh, but it's a strategy, you know, and it's a strategy that worked for, Kirk Cousins, and while I think he's an outlier, I don't know if that's a, it's going to be a model that works for everybody. I had pause when I was talking to Anthony Spencer's agent, who described, you know, a, a franchise tag the first year for him. He plays, has a bad year, so do the Cowboys. They almost don't franchise tag him the second year. He's ready to become a free agent. They tag him, and then he injures himself in the third game, and then his career was kind of flamed out after that. I hate to see that for Dak because Dak has been such an amazing success story. But you do look to a guy like Kirk Cousins, who was also a fourth-round guy, who if he plays out the next two years of this deal, because he just got an extension that'll give him $66 million extra, he's looking at career earnings of $196 million. This guy's never been to a Super Bowl. Not too bad. Yeah, if you can get it. But again, I, I, I still think he's more of an outlier. And I also don't think the Cowboys were necessarily doing this franchise tag because they have still concerns about Dak. Like, I don't think this is an evaluation year. If the number was in the $29, $28 million a year, then I'd be like, yeah, you're onto something. But I think, I think a $34 million a year, 110 million guaranteed, 70 million in first years, it's respectable. So I, I would say so too. And we got, we got a couple questions. Um, one that I've been seeing a lot, and I wanted to get your take on it. You can strike this down real quick if you want to. But um, did the Mahomes deal have anything to do with not getting it done or was it always a number of years? Uh, people are wanting to know if that muddied up the, uh, like the number discussion at all. Do you think that had anything to do with it or just that's it's what? a good question, but I don't, think, I don't think his team was trying to put him in those comps. I mean – Mahomes won a Super Bowl in his first right. two years. He took him to the championship in his first year. So, or I mean, his first year as a starter, second year um, as a starter, because he was under, what, Alex Smith the first year. Um, 
I don't think that came into play. I think, again, it was more the, the four years. And I think it was the struggle. I mean, I think it was everything like they probably could have gotten a five-year deal if the Cowboys had knocked their socks off with like, let's say 37, 38, $40 million a year. Yeah, sure. But why would they do that? Um, when they could have paid him at 31.4 with the tag 37 in the second year. So their number was coming in somewhere in the middle there, right? Like, okay, we'll give you 34, 35. We'll give you 70 in the first two years. Cause what you would have made, what? 68. Let's see. 31.4. I'm terrible with math. 31.4, 37 million. That's four, eight, six, 68.4 with the tags, but he would have gotten um, with that deal. He would have gotten, 34 and a half, 34 and a half. Let's see. I'm terrible. Eight, six. Dude, it's actually. We're looking at $69 million. So about, this, about the same, plus a $50 million signing bonus. And you're looking at about $83 million guaranteed. Not terrible. No, not bad at all. No small potatoes right there. But I just, I hate looking at it from the lens of, well, he's so greedy. How could he turn down the money? Like, I don't think that's fair either, you know? So uh, it's what the market value is. I, you know, I just, you know, I do agree with DeMarcus Lawrence's argument. Don't ask another man about his money. I get that. But I got to think he's probably sitting in his home tonight a little sick that that was the bird in the hand, you know? Like, you don't know what the season's going to look like. You don't know what, I don't think the cap is going to be unnecessarily affected by, um, COVID, in other words, they were expecting these TV contracts, gambling revenue, et cetera. But I don't know. There's just so much uncertainty. And then what if you get hurt? Even if you have an insurance policy, uh, what if you get hurt? Uh, I, like I said, I, I don't know if I'd have the stomach to do what he did, but I appreciate it. I think he's been a guy that like you mentioned, he's kind of bet on himself throughout his career. And I think that, I think he thrives off of the chip on his shoulder. I, I don't think it's always his preference. Obviously, as you can see, his brother voiced his opinions, I'm sure that that's a bit of a narrative going on in, in their household because, yeah, I, I think that he would love to have had a deal done. And it's, it sounds like what, you, what you're hearing is that there were some potential last-minute efforts to make that happen. I'd love to kind of get your thoughts. I think you brought up a good point about the Anthony Spencer-Kirk Cousin conversation. You, you know, the Kirk Cousins thing is, to me, as, as you noted, maybe a bit of an anomaly in how he's been able to be successful in, in playing against a tag. And it didn't quite work out for a guy like Anthony Spencer – if you know Dak is going to be the third, I think I was watching your IG stories, and you guys need to make sure you're checking out Jane her all of her mediums whenever breaking news is going down because she's got great nuggets for you on there. But this would make Dak he's the only third quarterback to play on the tag. So these guys like Drew Brees is a great example. He was in San Diego and then he went into free agency and he ends up becoming a franchise quarterback. But it worked out for him. It didn't work out for a guy like Anthony Spencer. Grand different position, but how do you see this playing out? Um, do you think it's a very real possibility that that Dak could maybe not be a cowboy or he couldn't he's not gonna be the franchise quarterback of this team like like we've thought he would be? Here's another thought. How wild would it be? He becomes a, a free agent and the Saints, Drew Brees decides to move on, go to the booth, and Sean Payton's like, eh, I think I can do something with him. <laughs> That's literally been a conversation that we've had. Meg and I have had an in a group text with couple other other individuals that has crossed our screens oh that would be hilarious (laughs) like I mean can you just imagine like I feel like oh that would that would be interesting to me 
Um, the trolls would be terrible. Uh, I, I just, I, I was just kind of thinking about that because I was like, you know, Bru- Breeze is coming up here. Uh, you know, he's he's on his like this is like the swan song, like the victory laps. And while they've got Jameis Winston there, and he's they've got the quarterback of the future got, over there, and they've got Taysom Hill. It's just that would be interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I someone's gonna pay him. That's the bottom line. Someone is going to pay Dak, barring. He just complete Barney doesn't find himself on the bench and Andy Dalton becomes the starter by reasons solely based on the fact that Dak is underperforming. And I have a hard time believing that the fact that he performed at such a high level, his rookie year with all that pressure and the way that the way that he's performed in the last couple of, I just, I have a hard time thinking that he's going to regress like that. That's just not his mental makeup. No. And like you mentioned before, I hardly believe this is the uh, the Cowboys testing him and, and not fully having faith in him. Because if you think about it, if they really didn't have faith in him, then why would they not be addressing this concern and going after some of these guys like a Tom Brady or a Cam Newton? I have argued, I argued that this offseason, that, that was one of the first questions I asked to a few of my sources. I said, why not get in the Tom Brady sweepstakes? Right. He loves the media he loves the headlines and if you're gonna pay let's say 34 and a half million dollars a year why not go after a guy like tom brady i was told that mccarthy preferred a younger qb and after seeing what he did in green bay on the road his rookie campaign he thought that was a guy that he could make a championship caliber quarterback so i agree with that too i I mean i do i definitely do and if you think about it further the, the concept of there's a lot of people that like to talk about the, the potential of this Dallas Cowboys team that they, they could see them maybe making a Super Bowl run or a playoff playoff berth. And you could potentially have three thousand plus yard wide receivers, which could be the best wide receiver core in the NFL. If you have such a high powered offense, it has the potential to be making these plays and, and getting these wins like you think they are. Then why not pay your quarterback? Because you're not going to perform poor enough that you have a high enough draft order to be picking up a guy like a Trevor Lawrence or some of these guys in the draft. Correct. Again, you didn't address it with these veteran quarterbacks in the offseason. Sure, Andy Dalton, but I don't view him as a long-term plan for this Dallas Cowboys team. So if you're following the signs of what this team has done in their actions, then all intents and purposes, the signs point towards Dak being their guy, but yet again, they weren't able to come to the deal. Although I will say, I did a CBS sideline game. Uh, I don't really cover the Bengals, but uh, when I, I got a front row seat to watching him play against Andrew Luck in his first game back in Indy, and I got to say, I was impressed with Andy. <laughs> really? Yeah. But uh, to your point, I don't think he is the long-term plan, but he's an intriguing short-term plan given all the weapons. Sure. So you I think I think it I think it hurt some of Dak's leverage. I, I I think they misplayed this hand, but that's just me. They being um, team, we may be talking about this next year and be like, "Whoa, he went and got himself to the NFC Championship. He won a Super Bowl. You know, way to bet on yourself and way to get paid." We may be having that conversation. I mean, last summer I was having this conversation and I said, "Of course, the Dak deal is going to get done. He'll be the first one." then Amari Cooper, then Ezekiel Elliott. And I couldn't have been more wrong with the order. I have a feeling we'll be talking about this like the entire season, 
all day, every day. It'll I don't want stop. to talk about that. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't either. But and I'm- what I also don't want to be talking, I, I actually, I hope we're just talking about something football related. If, if, if the That's- price I have to pay for the season to get underway is to talk the Dak Prescott narrative every single day ad nauseum, fine. Just give me a season. No kidding. I'm so with you on that. I am so with you on that. So um, you mentioned, again, the fact that all this not coming to a resolution, we've seen Tad kind of speak out and Dak's brother. And But do, are, are you feeling super confident in, in how Dak will perform? And you, there's no doubt in your mind that he's not going to let this affect him or, you know, he's, no. you know, Todd, obviously Todd France, he's probably not super thrilled with how this played out. But all intents and purposes, listen, Dak's a cowboy. Do you feel like him signing his tender early than he earlier than he needed to was just him saying, listen, I'm in for the long haul. Like I'm serious about this. I want to make it was, sure you guys know. It was my understanding that his agent wanted him to hold off and he is the one that decided to sign them. Interesting. So again, team guy. Prescott wants to get this deal. Look. You hire agents and you pay them mortgage payments, and in his case, a whole lot higher, um, because you want them to be the bad cop while you're the good cop. I mean, that how, that's how it works in my own negotiations. And so I get that. I just prefer a softer touch with my agent. I actually, in my own negotiations, prefer to deal firsthand with my bosses and the people coming up with the contracts. Like, in other words, I feel like, and Des Bryant, I mean, we saw Des do that a lot. Um, I feel more, and I'm sure Tony Romo did that. I feel more comfortable talking to the people that are going to make the deal than having someone have too much of a strong arm. But we've seen people get paid really, really well over the years when they've had the strong arm. There's two schools of thought. Um, David Cantor played the strong arm play with Demarcus Lawrence, and it paid off. Um, Rocky and them, people could not believe that after Jerry in the Hall of Fame, like puts his name on the line defending uh, Ezekiel Elliott, that he has the audacity to ask for a contract two years ahead of time um, and then hold out and go to Cabo. (laughs) That was amazing to me, Uh, but they got the deal done. And so I think they thought that they could do a similar play here, but I just, I think the strategy in the front office is changing. So what do you have to say to people that feel irritated with the Dallas Cowboys front office and they feel like, listen, dang it, Steven, dang it, Jerry. Fans would have been irritated. (laughs) Cowboy fans are crazy. Cowboy (laughs) fans would have been irritated if they had paid him $34.5 million, $110 million guaranteed. And and the numbers I threw out to them, because they would have said, what has he done? You've overpaid him. And then they would have said, why didn't you get Jamal Adams? That's what they would have said. You could have used that money to get Jamal Adams. He's not worth it. Um, you're never going to, the only time I've ever seen Cowboy Nation galvanized and happy was when Amari Cooper fell to them at 17. That's the only time I saw a uniform excitement across Cowboys Nation. The, and then perhaps the release of Jason Garrett. But they are very, very few times does this divisive fan base (laughs) ever feel really good about what this organization is doing. But I would also submit that this is a fan base that for years 
was outraged that the Cowboys were so emotionally invested in aging veteran players that they overpaid them and that we were in cap hell. And so here we are actually showing some, you could look at it different ways because it's $37 million uh, franchise tag, the best financial uh, approach and, and what it means to your cap. No. Um, but this is allowing them, whether this was about this or not, a year of evaluation under a new coach and a new system to see if this is the guy that you want to ride with and invest in. So give us your last summary, speak some sanity into the situation. Again, Dak hasn't gotten a long-term deal signed. He is still going to be the quarterback of Dallas Cowboys franchise tagged for the next year. Where do we go from here? Cowboys nation. I just think you made Dak hungrier. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I don't love it for him, but I love how this is going to fuel and motivate Dak. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, they didn't overpay. You know, he's it's cheaper than what they were offering in his annual per year, and they're not on the hook for any guaranteed money. Um, and then maybe if they had some extra money floating around the, in the bank, maybe they go and get you your free agent that you want. Who knows? But I don't, I don't think it's a terrible thing. He's still in your building, and you look at the depth. You've got to get your quarterback position finally. I love it. So depth at quarterback, we feel good about that. Motivate your starting QB1, didn't overpay, free agency money in the bank. I like where your head's at in that regard, my friend. Um, feels like a bit of a more of a win-win than maybe we we're all uh, initially thinking. So not the end of the world is what you're saying. No, the sky is always falling with Cowboys Nation, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jane. Well, speaking of which, we had um, – a couple big Jane fans that had a few questions. So these are not Dak related, which might give your brain a break for a second. <laughs> but um, Greg Ritter wanted to know if the hashtag Jane's feet hive is alive and kicking. <laughs> it is the weirdest deal. Uh, apparently there's like a wiki feet and. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and so you're, they somehow screenshot your feet, and then they rate them, and then they comment on it. And oh, you're yeah, up there? My brother found this one day and hey. thought this was hilarious. Um, and then I always have these people that comment. There's one that is just, like, obsessed with this notion that I'm ticklish. <laughs> my, my feet are absolutely the most ratchet things ever. There's actually a very re regrettable photo from my days at the fan where I pulled my feet up and talked about the fungus that exists on them. I mean, we're talking bunions and everything. These are not attractive feet. So oh my these are really disturbed humans that are into it, but I feel like I'm judging so far be it for me to go there, but the feet thing is just not my deal, but it is an interesting subculture of our uh, just sports community that I find fascinating. If you go to Wiki Feet and you just type in a bunch of some of your favorite sports reporters, you will find their feet and the ratings. No. What is your feet rated at? I okay. Here's the weird deal. <laughs> they knew my foot size. What? what? Yeah, I thought that was weird. Six and a half. I wonder oh! if they can just like, size them up by the photo. <laughs> There's been some weird stuff going on lately. Not to like go off tangent, but I've been getting catfish lately. And what I mean by that is like someone will reach out and it's like, I don't know if they're like stalking my Instagram, 
but they'll say they're like this particular obscure friend. And I'm like, well, why don't you have the same number? And they'll come up with an excuse. And then it leads to send me a selfie. I'll send you one. And they'll send a picture of that, that said person. And then like, at first I was like a little bit confused by it, but I wasn't giving a whole lot of information away to the sum, but this n- number I didn't know. But then I would Google or go to the Instagram and they had so immediately screenshotted their photo. And yesterday it got really weird. They said they were a friend of mine from Miami, but it was popping up as a California number. And I said, all right, well, what was, what's the old number? And they knew the number. So then I Instagram this person and text the number that is theirs. And they're like, I'm not texting you, but they knew all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, is my phone being hacked? Like, it's very bizarre. Maybe it's part of the blue check mark hack. What's going on with that right now? I don't know, but I did not take advantage of it while blue check marks weren't able to uh, talk back. So I'm mad that I didn't troll more people. (laughs) Wait, what? Explain this to me. I'm very confused. It sounds like that blue check mark people were muted from like they could like things, but they couldn't like tweet anything. Unverifieds unite. (laughs) Apparently everyone got unverified. What? Revenge of the nerds. <laughs> I'm still verified. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> you can't take this blue check mark away. Uh, but my girlfriend, hold on, I'm just double checking. Uh, Rusini's not verified. What? Hold on, this is very interesting. And apparently, Todd Archer is not verified. Wow. Oh my God. No, Rusini's probably Rusini's, the worst day of his life. Rusini's still verified. Rosillo, I'm trying to like just go down the list. Russell Wilson still verified, but I think Archer was, wasn't he? I thought so. He had to be. How dare so you? He think lost his check mark. He said, "Still not verified." Come on, what's up with that? Wow, jeez, Twitter, get it together. Fascinating. Um, don't take the blue check away. Don't take. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm just still in the in the journey to get one. Don't worry. Don't, I mean, don't feel that we have a really dynamic social media department and that's how I got mine. I mean, I'd love to say I'm that cool, but I'm just not. Can I just intern for you and that's how I can get mine? I'll be an NFL Network intern. Ezekiel Elliott still check. Let's see. Drew Brees still check. Dak? Dak still check. The real missed opportunity was like telling Dave or like saying that Dave loves pickles, he decided and like he couldn't say anything back. I really missed out on that. You really Oh, should. wow. We really should have, that we should have, I'm really disappointed us for missing that opportunity. That would have been a great campaign. Shame I on. guess they couldn't complain about not being able to talk. So yeah. that's probably what I didn't notice. <laughs> well, I was upset because my sister sent me, um, she's, she sold her car. This is my sister, such a, a, like a boho, like I love it, um, little gypsy. But she sold her car, rented out her house via Airbnb, and then bought a Sprinter van and converted it. And she's been on a cross-country track. Like she went to Colorado, she was in Tahoe, and now she's in San Francisco. So she was driving down the road, and this song came on, and it was uh, said something about, what was the name of it? Let me see, she just sent it to me. And so I was like trying to tweet this out, but I thought this was interesting. And I couldn't tweet, and I was like, well, that sucks. And then I was like, well... Uh, I'm not going to have to hear about this, uh, DAC thing for a bit, but, uh, oh yeah. So it was called, it's all because of Jane and the artist is Ashley Slater. What? Yes. They're singing about, there's weird things happening in quarantine. You're not wrong. That's so weird. 
Wait, did this cross country um, excursion inspire Brian to like come up with this RV tour that he was talking about today? It's not, but uh, I loved it. My parents have an RV. It's like their thing. Um, and they've got like a full shower bathroom. They've even got a fireplace in there. Oh. And so they're retired. And uh, I definitely were still trying to figure out what our uh, traveling is going to be for training camp because of COVID. But I've offered myself as a tribute. Um, and I literally was about to tell my parents, let's hit the road. Let's do this. Um because it is very spacious and very, um, feels like a home away from home. I mean, that would definitely set you apart being able to drive around and travel to all those places when no one else can really do that easily. Absolutely. See, this is the one time not having the kids and the family is going to pay off. There you go. Preach sister. Preach. Well, Jane, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Tell the world, where can they find you in your verified status and everything you're working on right now? It's all the things. You're a sweetheart. Um, on Instagram, at Jane Ashley Slater. On Twitter, at Slater NFL. Awesome. Jane Slater, everyone, thanks for joining us. And you can catch her on Twitter, us as well. I'm sure we'll be talking lots more DAC and other things as NFL hopefully continues to transpire and we'll move towards the season. But... If you're looking for breaking news in that regard, she's definitely the girl to be following for all of that. Jane, thanks again. Of course. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, it looks like all this DAC contract talk is starting over with a clean slater. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Megan Murray. Everyone. Drink. Uh... <laughs> Add it to the list. Thank a mechanism is born. Um, yeah. I have nothing better to do in my time. She's fantastic. I always love talking to Jane. She's just so plugged in to everything that's going on. Um, so insightful. In summary, as she mentioned, listen, the deal wasn't done, but it's not the end of the world. Let's look at some of the silver linings. This is going to motivate Dak. Uh, the Cowboys didn't overpay. So another positive maybe even some extra money for a free agency signing if they need to that would be awesome someone run the numbers on how much we have to spend because i'm going to try and like throw some fun hypotheticals out there on who we could be be uh be bringing in because why not and again you've got added depth at the quarterback position so it's you're you're in a pretty good position right now as a cowboys fan cowboys organization obviously i'm sure a lot of individuals myself included would have loved to have dak Locked in and paid, but I think we'll get hey, Team 40 Burger marches on. Team 40 Burger does march on. Might I saw turn this into $4 million burger. Who knows? $4 million burger. I saw this earlier on Twitter. Uh, I had to I had to steal it. I can't remember who I saw it from, but it was brilliant. Oh, Tom Ryle, I think, from Logging the Boys. And he said, I guess it means we have to do an Elsa and let it go. So that. Wow. I feel that on a very personal level is what I am personally going to do until I log on to twitter.com next, which will be probably in about five minutes. So, um, Let it go. <laughs> I hope you guys learned as much as we did from the incredible Slater NFL. Make sure you guys are giving her a follow on social media. Jane Ashley Slater on Instagram at Slater NFL on Twitter. Find her. She's all over, mainly on NFL Network, but you're seeing her on hits all over the place. 
radio, TV, whatnot. But a joy to have on. Glad we got the chance to chat with her, pick her brain. Meg, um, I guess we'll have to figure out something else to, uh, you know, look forward to in terms of uh, now that that day has passed. I guess training camp. God, I'm fingers crossed, man. If 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 I don't have that on my calendar and it just passes and it doesn't occur, I'm just I don't even. I'm gonna lock myself in my in my room for the rest of forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely hoping it happens. Hoping uh, everyone stays safe in the meantime. We'll see. The NFL PA sent back a proposal to the NFL. So again, lots to be monitoring there. I know we'll get into that as things continue to develop at our next show. We've got some really cool content coming up for you all. Um, I'm not going to fully give it away, but let's just say some more behind the scenes. We've got you behind the scenes with James later today in the DAC conversations. We've got some more behind the scenes going on uh, for you here shortly. Stay tuned. We'll be talking about it on the Twitter as always, though. If you can't wait to hang out with us until next time, you can find me at Kelsey underscore Charles. Meg is at Meg Murray with four R's. But until next time, you guys, um, shouts out to Dak. At least you got paid in some sense. But the other thing, never, ever, ever forget. Oh, Dallas forever and Philly for um, never. Literally never. <laughs> Have a good Truly day. Truly never. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>